Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Supported by The Gelded End, the number one Leeds United memorabilia site. Visit thegeldedend.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, remember us. This is the Square Ball Podcast number 61. Um, doesn't this, gents, feel like when Take That got back together? <laughs> we back just... for good. Well, for now, we've got a big two-parter for you uh, for the end of the season. And I would like to introduce those voices to you, the same voices as always. Uh, Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White. Hello. And Oddie. Hello. I'll, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. Dan good evening, Dave. Dan Moylan. <laughs> Disco Dave. Yes, they're, they're, taking, they're taking the mickey out of my radio air sweepers. <laughs> Uh, listen, so the Moylanator. The season has been and gone and ended. A Yay! Cu- couple a couple of weeks ago, last time we recorded uh, was just about five years ago. Yeah, uh, I'll well, tell you. I think Howard Wilkinson's is walking on thin ice, but Ian Rush, I think, is a good signing. He's going to come good. Him and Yabo are up front. Nothing can possibly go wrong. Was um, what do you think? She'll be Haitley on loan. Well, maybe I think. I think. Well, if Lee Sharp's going to leave the service, he's still got goals in him. This is it, yeah. I'm looking forward to the uh, Elvis celebrations at Elland Road. It's what we've all been looking forward to seeing. All right, okay. Anyway, the last game we reviewed was the nil-nil versus Blackburn sometime in March, which is absolutely shameful. Since then, we will tie up the end of the, the Warnock era. And throw it in the river. Indeed, because he was here last time we uh, we spoke. He wasn't here. Well, not here, but in Leeds, just... sometimes um, on his way up from, from Cornwall. Um, you're making this more difficult than it needs to be, to be honest, so let's uh, try and crack on. Okay, games that followed that then in the Warnock era. Millwall at home, where we won 1-0, where uh, Warnock Jr. scored. Uh, Leicester away, one all. Palace away, 2-2, or as we like to call it, the... Uh, Desmond? Yes, the Desmond. The Steve Morrison show, I was going to say. Oh. Uh, Peterborough at home, uh, one all. Huddersfield at home, 1-2. <clears throat> Ipswich away, we lost 3-0. And then Derby, the nail, the final nail in that Warnock-shaped coffin. Uh, Derby at home when we lost 2-1, so another late goal. Uh, gents, he was a sitting duck, wasn't he? He had to go. We knew he was going to go even back then, I think. And yet he held on so long. <laughs> it wasn't pretty, was it, by the end? I think it, things had turned quite uh, quite negative at Ellen Road. The time for him to to go, really, was after Huddersfield. 
I don't even think there's a way back after that. Huddersfield away, we won. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, you've got a valid point. But Yeah, I don't know why we limped on for another couple of games with him after that. He, he still had that kind of fake air of... Do the voice. <laughs> Come on, we've missed the voice. Well, he still he still managed to convince people that we were in with a chance of making the playoffs. I think the only person he con- uh, convinced was himself. Well, yeah, but he's, he was able and even to... I'm not even sure if he did. He didn't, he didn't even believe it, did he? But he didn't care. That was the main thing. So Huddersfield was um, enough of a disgrace for him to go. Ipswich was just lashing Tom out. Fault. Tom Lees' fault. And, once, and that was the point when... Well, the Ipswich game, sorry, the Ipswich game was the one that followed the international break because we played Huddersfield on the 16th and then the next game was two weeks later. Mm. And it's uh, it's been said that he basically gave them all the international break off the players, didn't he? that weren't off doing their international work. And he only called them back into training the Thursday ahead of the Ipswich game. So they had quite a long break and perhaps weren't up to scratch. Do you think it's because there was perhaps some entertaining spring events in Cornwall around that, that time of the year? And uh, It's and a lovely part of the world. Ronnie had uh, earned himself a holiday as well. No reason for him to come into work if, uh, if, the, if the gaffer's not there. If the gaffer and Ronnie aren't there... He's, he's building towards the voice. Why don't all the players go home? So just shut the place down, because uh, as far as he was concerned, nobody cares. He was very much like one of those school teachers you had who didn't ever used to take homework in, because clearly they couldn't really be bothered yeah. marking it. It's like, oh, I've just, I'm off, it's half three, I'm, I'm out the door. Have you all done it? Yeah, That's good enough for me, have. yeah, I believe you. You're we're going to put a video on today. <laughs> And it's going to be my holiday videos. <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> well, listen, let, well, let's return to uh, Warnock himself um, a little bit later on, but then let's deal now with... The, let's put the voodoo doll down for indeed, a while. Indeed. Yeah, and is the book of petty grievances here, by the way? <laughs> it's too heavy to lift. <laughs> we then uh, proudly strode into the Redfern era, part de, which was the Charlton match away when we lost to yet another late goal. Four minutes into injury time. It's almost like the players hadn't been training enough and were not fit enough. Or had been told that it lasted 90 minutes and were too thick to work it out for themselves. <laughs> and that was the uh, the classic um, Michael Brown one where he came on at 1-1 to shore it up at the back. <laughs> I don't buy it that in that famous photograph that went round that he was laughing as the, as the winner went in. Cause, I do. Um, I don't think he's capable of laughter um, or feel, you know. You saw him at Flamingo Land last year. Monkeys make chattering noises, but it's not necessarily in response to the joke that you're telling. It he, he was just his face. It hasn't, but it, it hasn't, it hasn't taken long, has it? It's, it's like uh, slipping back into bed with a with Michael Brown, a, a recently departed ex. Not departed it, in the dead sense. That's right. <laughs> I meant that you, just, wrong. you My, just kicked out. Michael Brown is the football equivalent of necrophilia. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Kind of is. There was, there was certainly an, an element of uh, if Warnock had suddenly somehow hung on for another season, he would have been dragging. Brown's late footballing career onto the pitch and it's like no he can play a little bit longer more about that in a bit anyway the kiss of life in the centre circle poor old Redders a man thrust into the spotlight a man who clearly didn't enjoy the spotlight or really want to be there but circumstances dictated what because Gwyn Williams is too much of a coward happy to take the money never get sacks but will never actually pony up and take charge of the team when the, when the chips are down in your opinion yes <laughs> I don't know, if he wants to take me to court for calling him a coward, then we'll we'll talk about his cowardice didn't for a he, while, and if I have to give him some money at the end. Didn't he take charge of the South End away game between managers once? Yes, exactly. And what's he been doing since? Finding really cheap and or rubbish footballers, maybe, in my opinion. Yes. It takes but, some doing because oh, we've found quite a lot of them. Armando Sarr's going to sue your ass. 
so yeah, poor old Redders. I don't think he really wanted the hot seat, did he? And I think um, the arrival of, of Brian McDermott was probably came as something of a relief to him. So didn't you feel that with the sacking that the, the whole place lifted, didn't it? There was like a, a weight came off our shoulders and it was sort of reflected in the, uh, well, who would have predicted this against Wednesday when we were staring a little bit down the barrel at this point and up shows uh, Super Luke Varney, top scorer for the season. <coughs> Cover star of the square ball. Says Oddie, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who, who got slagged off in that issue and then went and scored two goals? I like to think we were responsible for that. We so, were yeah. pinned on the dressing room The carrot room and wall. the stick. Yeah. We provide both. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, 2-1, obviously we fell behind to Wednesday. And that's when we were we were hovering very close to relegation at that point, weren't we? And then um, the win against Burnley uh, sealed our place in the championship. Woohoo! Way. Yeah, we should, where we we should say with the Sheffield Wednesday game as well that Dave Jones managed to get himself a touchline ban for it. Yeah, speaking of cowards. Very sneaky. Yes, <laughs> yes. Com- convenient that, wasn't it? A seat in the stands with Gwen Williams for you, David. And then on to the Birmingham match, which we lost 1-0, which had that end of season dead rubber feeling Didn't matter it. then, yeah, did it? Pure yeah. misery. May as well have Warnock back in to manage that one. Um, and then familiar territory again, Brighton and Hove Albion at home. A few talking points in this game. Obviously, we fell uh, behind 1-0 and then Juve scored, Juve grabbed, Juve departed and then they won. A bit stupid, wasn't it, really? It was, but who among us at this point last year would have said you'd have Juve for a whole season and he'll do nothing too stupid until a meaningless game at the end of the season? Yeah. I would have I would have taken that. Uh, stu- I mean, I watched, um, for my sins, I watched back all the goals from this period and earlier um, this week because I've been having trouble sleeping. And I saw worse, more obnoxious celebrations during some of those games, mainly from opposition players because they were the ones who tended to score. The Sheffield Wednesday one, in fact, in front of the in yeah. front of the cop. He was far more of a prick than Jim, and, in my uh, opinion. Who was, um, was, I think, no, it was Huddersfield. It was Vaughan Huddersfield when he scored the winner, went borderline postal in the uh, northwest corner with his... Ripping his shirt off. It was a little bit like uh, Ket Spire where he ripped his shirt off and then tried to take his shorts off and then started kicking the advertising hoardings. And his teammates went over and were like, hey, and then they're like, oh, shit, run. Um, (laughs) He's on on one, he's on one. And there was nothing where all Juve did was a bit of sarcastic willy-waving. And I imagine that's probably what led to him getting beaten up in this Senegalese toilet as well. Sarcastic (laughs) willy-waving. He'll learn not to do it. Um, Willy, though. Willy. Willy. Hey, Willy. 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 Just see, just see. Willy. It's not the world's Sorry, biggest everyone. deal. Yeah, and then, uh, well, uh, what a good way to cap off the season. Didn't it feel with this game, the Watford match, that the old Leeds United was back? The we sort were... who fucks up people's <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, we, we, we're Leeds United, we've ruined your day. Perfect. Yeah. And kept them down as well, because there was a lot of, uh, like, oh, well, you know, sod Leeds, we'll go through the playoffs. Mm-mm, no, you won't. The most interesting thing I found from watching that on the telly box was uh, Gary Bertles was co-commentator. And you thought Don Goodman was yeah. difficult to listen to. Good God, man. I've, I, it was hard to put into words just how... And I know everybody says this about commentators. Oh, he's biased against us. He really was so heavily biased against Leeds, wasn't he? I mean, the the, the foul on the... Well, it wasn't a foul on the goalkeeper. When Polion pushed the defender, I don't think there was any reason for that defender to start windmilling with his arms in the air. And that was what caused the, the, the collision. If he hadn't had his arms flying around, it wouldn't have whacked him in the face and knocked him out. And so we had to have endless replays and then all the stuff apart. When there were all those Watford fans who invented a story that their striker was going out with... Um, going out with, yes. She'd, she'd been squiring his... Uh, courting, courting. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, their player had been squiring Polian's lady friends around... And nobody talks about the uh, the forearm smash that took Morrison out of the game. Admittedly, that was 
I enjoyed it. I did have an interesting exchange with um, with uh, Guardian journalist Jacob Steinberg on Twitter. Who what did he call the Clang? Sorry, I just picked that name up for you. <laughs> he um, what did he call it? Was it Snide and Vicious oh, or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, that report. Yeah, yeah, he was really, really embittered, and then he tweeted after the game about being stuck on a, from a, a really sort of snobbish uh, North London journo Guardian latte yeah. sipping. He was on a tube train with Northerners. Yeah. Oh, wasn't Northerners, uh, and they're drunk and fat. It's like, yeah, you know, football fans do get drunk, and some are fat. And Leeds fans, we we do quite well in the drunk fat stakes. But speak for yourself. Well, but did. yeah, and didn't he say that he hadn't even seen the Morrison elbow? He'd either seen it or just disregarded it, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I suppose I should check if he's alive." Yeah, I, tw- I tweeted him photo evidence. You know, right, I'll, I'll put that in the report. Then I'll, I'll mention that. But I'm not, I'm not taking it back <laughs> about what be- I said about Polyon. I'm not taking it back. He started off incredibly smug, didn't he? Like, yeah. oh, whatever. Just tweeting people with like one-word responses as he was getting loads of abuse. No, bye. And then, <laughs> oh, that's good then. Same thing like that. And then eventually he, he went, all right, yeah. I might rewrite that bit. But I'm still right generally. Either. I mean, it was, I mean, okay, you shouldn't really push a player when you're running, but Polion is young. But, He's only played a handful sake, of games. I mean, it was the smallest push. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he probably didn't know what he was doing. He probably, he probably was hoping that there would... Be a bit of a the defender would swing at the ball, miss it, knock it past. It go a bit like happened with his actual goal. It'll yeah. be a defensive yeah. <laughs> mix-up, and he'll just be able in to which, by it. the way, he was shoved by the defender. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a contact sport, and unfortunately, people do things that are a little bit cynical and what they call it professionalism, isn't it? They do they give the nudges to try and gain an advantage. And if you'd done what that defender had done when he'd been nudged and started helicoptering with <laughs> helicoptering around with his arms <laughs> swinging out like Kate Bush in Wuthering Heights, and he would have <laughs> taken out a fourth goalkeeper who would have had a. Um, I nearly said Emil Zola in goal, Gianfranco Zola in goal, and that, both of them. But anyway, Polion, when, we went in front just before what would have been half time, but in actual <laughs> fact, it was midway through the. Uh, <laughs> that game, that game did become. Um, we, we broke the sky uh, counter, didn't we? It couldn't fit on the caption. <laughs> I, I, I was watching from home as well, and it did become quite a. a I'd say, is this going to end anytime soon? Is there any was, it, was it 16 minutes we had extra? Yeah, and then when all the other games had finished, you were like, well, I know this is quite exciting because Watford might go up and then McCormack scored his, uh, well, ruined that keeper's life. Big yeah, nose. The, the bonus that we scored in the first half as well, but in reality it was midway through the second half <laughs> that we had to score, so <laughs> still needed count, an hour no. to get it. That equaliser by Abdi wasn't bad, was it? Doesn't matter though, does it, Watford? <laughs> hey, we'll see him again next year. I'll tell you what that goal's worth. Fuck all. <laughs> it's well, it's actually worth minus 150 million quid or whatever the estimate is these days. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, it, it was nice, I was going to say, for McCormack to turn up as the real party pooper right at the end and it all be related to the keeper as well. Yeah. Mm. Poetic He's justice. He's been released, hasn't he, that keeper, I think. I see. I think so. <laughs> what, from hospital or from, uh, from the club? It was a Rahubka-esque <laughs> performance, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, you had to the first him. goal in particular was very slapstick. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> he was like, doink, boof, <laughs> twang. <laughs> and then the second one, I suppose, he could, after he'd uh, made his mistake, oh, so I suppose at least uh, I'll have the fans behind me. But no, because the fans no. behind him were us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing you need after you've had a... What, fat drunk novel? If, you've got, yeah. if, you've had, if you're on your debut, you've already made a mistake. There's, there's a lot to play for and you've got... Thousands of Leeds fans in fancy you. dress. You got the honey monster <laughs> bellowing <laughs> abuse at you. I always, I always remember Alex Smithies when he uh, came through as a junior for the Huddersfield game when we beat him four 0 at Ellen Road. Yeah, very four-nil similar. Very similar setup. Sport, yeah. yeah, I say I've, I've said it before on this podcast. He had to have counselling as a result of that game. He did to be convinced to stay in football. 
I don't think this guy's. Uh, I don't think any amount of convincing will will <laughs> make any club take him. To be honest, maybe that's what is Paul Hooker doing from now on. Now that we finally got rid of him, he won't start up his his school for Leeds destroyed keepers. Smithies will eventually end up there with shell shock, post traumatic Leeds disorder. Well, let's get on to the released etc. In a bit, um, let's just wrap up this. Uh, what I would describe as a stellar season. Stellar in what sense? Artois. Horrible Belgian. Had to drink. Sale. Had to drink to get through it. Yeah. Reassuringly expensive. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we played forty-six as you tend to do. One seventeen, drew ten, lost nineteen, scored fifty-seven, conceded sixty-six, and got sixty-one points on the board. We finished thirteenth, and our average home attendance just over twenty-one and a half thousand. Not a great season. <clears throat> Thanks, Neil. You turned it around, Neil, as you said. <laughs> well, to be fair to him, he did, because the season before, we finished 14th with exactly the same games record, slightly inferior goal difference, but exactly the same points. You say he turned it around, but once he, when he actually came in, weren't we 8th? Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> so he made us worse he made and us kept con- us there. He made us worse <laughs> and then made us slightly better. Does that work? I'm not sure. We, we scored... Um, he definitely made us worse overall. Let's see, we scored, we won the same and we drew the same, we lost the same, but however, we didn't score as many or concede as many. Yes, so it was more boring. Most of the season before had been Grayson's team. So he just kind of took all the fun. Oh God, it wasn't good. And I, I wonder, wonder why anybody likes him. Warnock. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because he came in a sort of, um, that wanker but he's become our wanker yeah and then he quickly well steadily turned back into the the hate figure and the, and the character that nobody seems to like anymore i don't know if it ever became hate because he got out at the at the right time i think the derby game was summed up the way it was that people were just laughing at him everybody knew well, we pretty much he couldn't said, go beyond derby that yeah. was no. he we should have gone earlier but he couldn't go beyond when derby. the cops sing it it's tom lee's fault again yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, can't fault their effort. They're a great set of lads. <laughs> that, and, that, you see, that is just brilliant. And that's why I love our fans. And it was... Whether um, fat or drunk, I love them because stuff like that is brilliant. When we get a bit narky like that, it's brilliant. Yeah. Even if it is our manager. Yeah. <laughs> it was like at the Watford game as well, just being able to hear all you could hear. Watford have got promotion to play for. Can't hear them at all. All you mm. can hear are the Leeds fans saying, we're only here to spoil your party. And imagine if you had us in a good mood, actually behind the team and not looking at Michael Brown and hating him and looking at Luke Varney and begrudging the fact that he's actually turned out to be able to head a ball and looking at Steve Morrison and just imagining if he had longer hair and a a Spanish accent and looking at the manager and just thinking, then it would be... It'd be a happier place. We could maybe turn all that negative energy into positive energy. Well, we'll talk about that in tomorrow's second part of the recording, the positive energy in the future. Just before we move on to talk about Warnock and McDermott and so on, let's just wrap up the uh, the ups and downs from the championship. Cardiff, Hull and then Palace went up at Wembley. They are replaced by QPR, Reading and Wigan Athletic. Um, coming in the other direction, upwards, <laughs> Billy Painter's Doncaster. Great final day they had. Uh, Bournemouth and Yeovil Town. Who's Bournemouth's manager? Oh, it's good to have him yeah. back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's, it's worth pointing out with the Donny Rovers' glorious final day was a, a great, great thing. And it was surprising to see uh, William Painter's part in that. But did you, did you see the detail that he almost, he should be the reason why they shouldn't be promoted because of that? Because apparently when the penalty was given against them, 
that they thought would keep them down and send uh, Brentford up. He went and sat on the bench because he couldn't take it. So he was sitting on the bench, assuming it was the last kick of the game. And then when the ball was cleared, he suddenly saw it was coming his way, got off the bench and ran back on the pitch. And the referee didn't notice that he'd gone and come back on. Maybe he was just knackered and he needed to sit down. Well, he looked knackered by Big the time lad. he got to the city. Did you think it was box. a bus stop? <laughs> <laughs> the teams that have gone down, Bristol City, uh, Wolves and Peterborough. Particularly happy about Peterborough for reasons of Adrian Durham. Yes. And the Peterborough Telegraph's Alan Swan, who is a journalist who has taken great joy in trying to rile Leeds fans. And sort of, uh, he drops incendiary tweets, and then when Leeds fans tell him to F off, he retweets them and starts saying, oh, look at these thugs. Oh, you're only you're only upset because you've got to play in the same division as Peterborough. Not anymore. Anyway, if you want to um, say hello to Alan, and, he, and I'm sure he loves hearing from all Leeds fans, his Twitter handle is PT Alan Swan with two N's, I believe. Is it an E or an A, Alan? Alan. Alan. It was quite beautiful the way that day panned out as well. I, I was one of those, I was watching and thinking, it was quite amusing at every point because at one point Barnsley were going down and I thought, yeah. <laughs> then Huddersfield, oh, that's quite good too. And then to have Peterborough looking safe for most of the day, last minute, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, you're uh, gone. The Anschluss of uh, the John Smith Stadium with uh, Huddersfield and Barnsley just. It was was it Barnsley's keeper that had the ball and was mm. just running up and down this penalty area and then uh, and then the final whistle went and there was a joyful joint pan Yorkshire pitch invasion and within minutes the first chance we of we all lay the scum. I thought that as well. They both stayed up. So I mind you, it's first some feet celebrating being the twentieth and twenty first yeah. uh, mm. best teams in the division. But I've seen you about how much you hate the team that came thirteenth. It's it's as if like the, the Bristol Rovers promotion game the f- our first thoughts were just like yeah fuck you Bradford City <laughs> didn't even cross my mind it was I think the the only song that was being sung was we are going up that's and they should just have been singing we are staying up maybe there's too many lyrics too many words not enough dogs the terriers and the bulldogs on to the next part of the podcast now uh, we will look through the news let's return then to the management situation and the back of Warnock um, it turned out then, didn't it, that the players actually seemed quite glad to see the back of him. If you were, uh, well, he was damned by faint praise of um, McDermott, really, wasn't it? Like when mm. you saw McCormack on LUTV talking about a, a style that perhaps suits the players a bit more. And he didn't openly slate Warnock, but you could tell there was an undercurrent there. McCormack did openly slate Warnock against Derby yes. in uh, in spectacular style, which I loved, endorsed made an animated gif off watch on a regular basis if there was a way with your pants on or your pants off um if there was a way of framing an animated gif and putting it on your bathroom wall it would definitely be pants off but as it is laptops would take some cleaning so no but yeah the derby when he just came on a sub but he'd obviously it was one of those things where nobody really understood yet again why our one remaining really good player is sitting on the bench because Warnock, because Neil Warnock. Um, <laughs> Just because Neil Warnock. Yeah, and then when he finally got on, scored what was a beautiful goal, a golf chip into the top corner, and how did he celebrate? Run to the cop, run to his mm, you know what else I could do here? I know, I think I'll turn around to the bench and I'll yell, fuck off! <laughs> and uh, that <laughs> will get the point across. a bit more instinctive than that. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, because he started celebrating and then it's the... I know who needs this. Uh, <laughs> who needs some emphasis? At In this case point. they didn't notice the goal and yes. the crowd. 
But he was doing that. How, a lot. how do you think? How do you, Moscow, think that Neil Warnock might have inter- put that down? How would he have excused it? Well, he media? didn't notice. Because what would he have it, said in his own words? Because the self-centered git was celebrating. He turned round and was looking the other way and was like celebrating it as if he hadn't kept. Our what best was he player. saying? What, what were the words that were coming out of his mouth in his eh, voice? Eh, eh, that's not- all I could hear by the end. <laughs> eh, eh, you're not going to play ball here, are you? When uh, McCormack went on that same interview at Thorpe Arch, when he said uh, this season's, and his face looked quite sad, and he just went, season's just been a waste of time. So it's summed up, the Warnock era summed up, just a total waste of time. And, you know, two weeks off in um, in April, yeah. Why are we even bothering? Just- well, it is, it's normally a little bit cheaper around that time of year uh, in terms of the school holidays and price of flights. So maybe that was a consideration. Yeah, and if even even Varney seems to pick up, and you assumed that they would be like busy mates, only only Michael Brown, I think, really truly missed him. Tom Lee's certainly face lit up with the news. He was a um, a bright faced, cheery eyed uh, man, and we haven't getting the blame for things. We haven't talked enough about how disgusting that whole because we've been Tom here for Lee's. two, that's two or three months. That's why <laughs> yeah. we've missed a quarter of a year. The whole blaming Tom. I mean, we weren't there at your flat listening to your rant <laughs> on and on and on. It wasn't a great tackle. By any means, but it happens. The greatest players in the world have been sent off, and it wasn't like we were going to win. Well, it wasn't really just the Tom Lee's thing, was it? It, it was more about his failure to accept any responsibility openly yes. for his own shortcomings. But he, he hadn't, up until that point, really quite as obnoxiously and obviously just picked on a scapegoat. Apart and from Becchio. Named him, apart from Becchio, every single week. And yeah, it's a good job the transfer window was closed because he probably would have tried to sell Tom Lees if it had been <laughs> earlier in the season. Oh, I'm, I'm not happy with him. I'm going to have to get him out the door. But at that point, it's like, well, why do you even care? You're not getting us up. You're retiring at the end of the season. You're hopefully not going to relegate us. So what do you actually, what's actually the big problem what's with your Tom Lees getting, yeah, what, and why, why so much anger at poor little Tommy? It's worth pointing out, isn't it? The deaf um, and blind kid. He, but the, the Bates in his, Played, his yes. Bates in his valedictory interview in the in the papers, he um, he said he especially mentioned that he'd phoned Tom Lees as soon as he heard that because he thought it was outrageous that he'd been slated him in public, which is quite rich coming from Ken. Yes, and I bet that was just what Tom Lees needed on the coach arm. He's like, oh God, the boss is angry with me. I'm shall going, I answer it? Oh, I'm going answer to get it. It's him. It's him. <laughs> I'm going to get it's Granddad. Shall I answer it? <laughs> oh bloody hell, he's probably drunk. Send him his Snapchat pictures again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that didn't even exist, did it? Snapchat when we last recorded. Bloody hell. Bloody hell fire. Um, anyway, so yeah, Warnock is a goner. But his book's coming out, if anybody wants his book. He mentioned his book a few times, didn't he, in his, in his column. Uh, he used it every... Oh, yeah, I've got a book coming out, I don't yeah, know. He's, he's, he's uh, fantastic. You should, have, you should have mentioned it, Neil. The audiobook version, he's read that himself. Oh, has he? He's recorded it himself. It's oh. nine, nine and a half hours long. So if you want to hear Neil Warnock reading for nine and a half hours, and I'm hoping this has been, I can't remember who. It uh, was um, David Finnemore. I'm just going to say, I've just looked it up on Twitter. Yeah, David, oh yeah. He, at David Finnemore. Thank you for tweeting us about this. But then there was also. That's um, unabridged, by the way. Nine and a half hours of Neil Warnock. Better than nine and a half weeks. It probably Warnock. takes nine and a half hours to get his tactical ideas across. Somebody else though screenshotted a bit of his, uh, one of his independent columns to give us a flavour of the kind of thing. And I absolutely love the flowers. The flowers. <laughs> we were, uh, we were driving down a road with, uh, lots, lots of, uh, lovely wild daffodils yes. on the verge on the, on the way to, where do you think he was going? Guess. Where do you think sanctuary. he was? Devon. <laughs> think, yeah. Go on. Oh, Warnock's in the car. Where's he driving? It's not to Thorpe Arch. He's down the M5, isn't he? He's down the M5. He's going to Cornwall. 
Tavistock. Specifically, he was... Is, uh, isn't that in Devon? Yeah. So we hadn't so even... So I was actually right, even though... Yeah. I don't know. Isn't it the same, Cornwall and Devon? Yes, I don't, I don't, yeah. It's, definitely. It's all. Yeah. It's off on the... It's one. They're both the part of the hours of silly. I know that much. Um, uh, we were driving down a road with uh, lots of uh, wild daffodils uh, on the verge to the uh, the, the way to uh, Tavistock recently. We saw a woman. A woman had uh, stopped the car and was uh, picking them. Everyone was aghast. I don't... How do you think his kids talk? Well, judging by this, it'd be like, oh, quick. We'll get a word in edgeways. Quick, blast your horn, Dad, said the kids. <laughs> I said, no chance. I don't know what would he actually be scared of if there's a woman picking daffodils. I'm not I'm not honking the horn at her, but he said, no chance. So they opened their windows. Sharon and the kids, because uh, uh, Sharon was there as well. She uh, she always comes with they were taking the kids to to, uh, to Tavistock. She goes to... Uh, she goes to BM. I knew, B&M. If, I knew if we pushed him enough, he'd do it. I knew. She, Sharon goes to BM and I, uh, I take the kids for, uh, for an ice cream. And then, uh, uh, of course, we've got the netball training out in uh, Tavistock as well. But anyway, Sharon, Sharon and the kids, they, uh, uh, they opened their windows and they shouted, thief, thief. Uh, I don't know whether she stopped uh, picking the daffodils, but I hope she felt ashamed. How selfish. Oh. What, what the fuck was that man ever Nine doing? Nine and a half Manag- hours of that shit. <laughs> what was he doing ever managing our football club? The kind of guy who gets, who's, what do you think? What do you think when they're on when they're on their journeys down to Tavistock? What do you think they used to listen to in the car? His audio book, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> and I bet that roadside daffodil thief. I don't know whether she stopped or heard. I hope she felt ashamed. I bet she probably felt that Neil Warnock's kids giving me shit out of the car. It's just it, oh God. speaking of theft, Neil. I would say doing a full time job on a part time basis. Yes. Equates to theft, which is exactly what you've done. You, you claim to be a football manager, but you spent half of your week in Cornwall. Yeah. And you, when you, when there was an international break, you thought, nice one, holiday. <laughs> Even Sean Harvey laid you're, into are, are you, Which, which squad have you been called up to, Neil? <laughs> because unless you're on an international, in an international squad, you should be at Thorpe Arch. Just do something. Read Inverting the Pyramid. Get some cones out. Get your chalkboard out. Have a little practice at doing some tactics and things. Do you think, do you think by any chance he'd given up? Well, that's what I don't understand about if he had given up, and I think he probably had. I think when um, the money didn't materialise from the takeover and the season didn't start the way he wanted and it was pretty clear by Christmas that we weren't going to get promoted, I don't then understand why he went to the effort of the Becchio-Morrison swap. And I don't understand why he didn't just go nuts. It's because people will say in years to come, when Steve Morrison's a legend, bloody hell, Warnock brought him here. Well, why <laughs> that's, didn't, what, that's what he said. Why didn't he just do... Something, just take the reins off and say, you know what, lads, we're not going to get promoted. But why don't we try and have some fun? Why don't we be the Harlem Globetrotters for a couple of months? We'll, well just- that's why he packed the squad full of tall guys and started <laughs> whacking it in the air. Slam dunk that one. <laughs> Can we, uh, uh, oh, uh, Mick, have you been to see the ref? As he, as he said, if, uh, if we're not playing handball today. Oh, God, one of, one of them will go for it. Just say it, give him 20 quid and tell him not to go land balls. It'll be rush great. Rush keeper, we'll play rush keeper. Yeah, we just have a little bit of fun, you know, like in training. Anyway, listen. How was training this week? I didn't see any of let's, it. Let's move on from him. He's history. Um, oh, there must be more. What else did he do that we didn't like? Everything. Well, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure when we come to talk about McDermott now, there will be plenty where we can say he does it differently to that twat Warnock or similar. So let's see, see what this conversation brings. Brian McDermott, um, we will talk a little bit more about him and what we hope to get out of him this forthcoming season. We'll do that tomorrow. Some in, work. Yeah, in part two. A full time, yeah. a full day's work for a full day's pay. Part two of this mammoth podcast. But what were the immediate changes that we noticed? Nicer glasses, less hair. Non-cocky press conferences. His press conference, he, was, he seemed very straightforward. and Almost like he, threatening. Like, like he wanted to come here... And do a good job for Leeds United. 
and not so he could mm-hmm. mark not for himself. On his he did, CV. He did, didn't he? He, he talked about Leeds United and the club, and not me, 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 me. Yeah, me. not saying, "Oh, I'm going to." We did that before. I did a couple of weeks before. I was on TV and when he was out of work looking for a job, <laughs> and the Leeds job um, being free, Sing, bigging up the Leeds fans and what a big club it was and how great it would be to work for them. I think we'll in, probably in, find it grating within a year when he, <laughs> when he keeps going. It's like oh, you know, it's not about uh, it's not about me uh, being supported. It's about the club. I know, I know, it, I know we lost others. 4-0 to Blackpool. I know we did. Let's pull together. It's about Leeds United. Fuck off, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at least it's better than having someone like Warnock acting like he's doing us a fucking favour. Yeah. By just, by rocking up at half past two on a Saturday and being like, all right, what's, uh, same team as last week. Yeah. You're right, Dan. Didn't take long to get back at the Warnock. <laughs> I told you, I knew. I knew. Uh, another noticeable change, the tactics as well. Um, McDermott employed this, this diamond fanny system. Fannying, fannying. <laughs> Fanny football. <laughs> um, well, we've gone from the penis formation to, about. to fanny football. Get, get it, get it get forward. It, get it in the fucking mixer. You're never going to score him when the ball's there, are you? Rash, rash, rash. Can you score with the ball in your own half? No. Get it forward. Very retro. I've just actually completed re- uh, reading Inverting the Pyramid and I got to a point, the further and further I got into that book, the more horrified I was by Warnock's general approach to everything. <laughs> Oh God, it's gone so wrong. Why didn't I read this before? I don't think he had an approach. I mean, we said, I think it was the pre-season pod last year, maybe, when yes. when he said, oh, we're going to start working on tactics. So yeah. When we, <laughs> the season was, was about just, two weeks away. Yeah, it was just before the Shrewsbury League Cup game. Yeah, like, we'd, we're played, use that we'd as played loads pre-season of pre-season friendly. games and then not discuss tactics. Concerning. It's just, 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 just a fashion. We, it's just a passing fad, all this tactic yeah. stuff. It's not football. Um, just while we're talking about it, uh, was Joey Barton right then about Warnock? Horribly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Joey Barton could be right if he wants. He's also slated he could, Mark Hughes subsequently as well. Quite so. funny as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to Joey Barton's managerial career until he pitches up at Leeds United, and then, <laughs> which then inevit- we'll have a inevitably will. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry, McDermott, the the, the diamond formation, oh, yes. and the players spoke about the system and utilizing the players that we have at our disposal in a system that suits them. Mm. Um, with Mc, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. these things. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a genius. A, it's a crazy notion, isn't it? You'd almost think that one of the players during the season might have sort of mentioned it to Neil, but I guess he was never around. He was, wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did mention it, then he was quickly farmed out to Norwich. Well, I do. I was thinking about Becky as, we, as I walked down here. As I, <laughs> as you often do. As I often do as I tramp the streets of Leeds. Again, and, pants on or pants off? <laughs> I was walking down Kirkstall Road, so I had my pants on. Pants off. Tenting I've, he was. I've been, I've been told um, about that. And it was just... Um, the judge mentioned that, didn't he? Just the, kicking that football around that yeah. we found you with when we got it here. Because, like I say, I watched most of the goals of the season and Warnock's whole thing is, oh, he was disruptive and he was uh, he was a bad influence in the dressing room. Then you watch when he scored a goal and all the players were running in and kissing and cuddling him and I was wishing I was them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do wonder if, it was, if he was maybe the only one who, with his limited Inglese, was actually saying, I'm a senior player at this club. Stop fucking booting it at my head, <laughs> senor. While, while you're on the mic and right, you, you get out. I never had, <laughs> I never had to have this from uh, Andy Booth. Do you think that that lack of tactics played a part in Snodgrass's thinking when he left? I've, because I've sort of come round to that way of thinking now as the season's concluded that maybe that was the case. He's I've, tweeted a few things, hasn't he? Yeah, he, said, yeah. he said, I, I hope you now see why I left, in fact, yeah. is what he said. I so. thought that, um, several months before he left. In fact, I think you'll find, uh, in my, written archive the the week after the Doncaster game I wrote um, a warning to Robert Snodgrass about how the ball would just be booted over his head and he 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. He'd be made captain because best player, but he'd never actually get the ball. And uh, I, I wonder if you read it and left. If so, um, I don't want all the Twitter abuse for chasing him out of the club. Um, however, I do want all the credit for being absolutely right about Neil Warnock from the first bloody week. Well, the first half, 45 minutes of football when he took over from uh, Redders at halftime. Oh, I've got this ship. All right, Neil, take a step back. I'll, I'll sort them out tactically for the second half. And he was. And it's amazing, the lack of tactics we got from him. When that first game, he's like, oh, I think... Uh, I think that's, that's snoddy lad. He's wasted out wide. We'll get him in the hole. He's a proper player. And I want, uh, Becchio's going to win every single header because we'll be playing it into him properly. And it's going to be, you know, and he had all these ideas and everybody thought, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. And then just- the first game, Portsmouth, where was AD White playing at the first game? And we said on the podcast, he was on the right wing <laughs> and we were all, if it was your words exactly, Michael Norman. And if, uh, if Simon Grayson had done that, he would have been fucking slaughtered for it. <laughs> But because it was worn, I was like, oh, tactical innovation. Yeah, well, maybe Eddie White on the right wing. New ideas, new ideas. New ideas. And if it doesn't work, just keep doing it. Because things, <laughs> sometimes, these things just take a bit of time to settle. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing was with that Doncaster game, as well, looking back on it now, in, in his general manner of behaving, it's just another thing of him trying to take credit for stuff yeah, whenever yeah. possible and never, ever taking blame for anything. He was like, oh, I did that. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that dressing room looks really good. Oh, I painted that. <laughs> Did you do? <laughs> and what we learned, in fact, what he learned uh, tactically from that game is that as uh, El Hatshuf was going around sort of systematically bullying all our players, I think, I think I'll get him here next season. He's just the player we need, actually. <laughs> I say sewer rat, I don't mean sewer. I mean mouse. I mean, I don't, I don't mean mouse. I mean, he's a tiger. He's some a tiger. People, some people keep rats as pets. And, um, uh, t- t- the kids, uh, the kids watch uh, some of the cartoons. And those, uh, those, uh, what are they? The, the, uh, the, uh, the teenager uh, Splinter, t- teenage mutant <laughs> karate, uh, karate tortoises, or uh, whatever they call them. They, they've got a big uh, sewer rat. Where's a, where's, where's a lab coat? Is it the dressing gown? Is it? It uh, hangs around in that uh, with that pretty journalist lady. What she called this? Penny, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids love it. That and uh, that and uh, Inspector Gadget. Hey, he'd win some in the air though, wouldn't he? Hey, that's a joke. <laughs> laugh here yeah um, and one of the noticeable things that perhaps is a bit of a dead giveaway that McDermott's done is very very quickly in his tenure appointed John Goodman as a fitness coach well he's a fat sod <laughs> <laughs> a dreadful yeah. appointment Ro- Roseanne Barr's coming in the yeah. same Di- dietitian, I believe and uh, Chris Short has departed now McDermott went 
to pains to stress that it wasn't a reflection on Chris Short's uh, work at Ellen Road, but it was, <laughs> wasn't it? Come it's on, it's hard not to take it as that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He said, "Well, I've got this. Uh, I've got this squad of really unfit players who can't last to uh, past the 80th minute, and I've got a fitness coach. Mm, what do I do? What do I do?" The dinner in the bin is in no way a reflection of your cooking. <laughs> Fantastic. I just wasn't hungry. I just wasn't hungry. Uh-huh. Chris Short was probably on the way out saying, Neil, Neil didn't even know I was here. I never had any instructions. <laughs> he gave me a job and then never spoke to me. I never even saw him. <laughs> jumping. We just did jumping. <laughs> it's just, it's just been sat, sat in the canteen drinking tea for, for <laughs> six months. That's all he's done. But anyway, yeah, John when, uh, what, is, came in big background in sports science and he's assigned uh, each player summer fitness programs, hasn't he? And all that sort of thing. Do you know what sports science is? Fannying. <laughs> <laughs> science is for the, uh, none of this has got any, any re- anything in reality? Science, load of egghead nonsense. That I'm, uh, I'm holding up a picture of uh, Brian McDermott's head, dear listener. Glasses, as I say, as I say egghead nonsense. <laughs> He's got glasses and no hair. What a fool! <laughs> hey, listen, let's move on. Um, we've done about fifteen or twenty minutes on just abusing one. We, we didn't praise McDermott much, did we? Really? But well, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, to- well, we'll do that in our future bit tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk about um, what we hope to get from the season forthcoming, and I guess he falls under that umbrella, doesn't he? One thing that has happened is the club has released its released list. Uh, that came out towards the back end of the season. Let's uh, have, a, have a run through this and uh, this this roll of dishonour and, uh, well, tell us what you think. Call it the don't go list. Please don't go. Oh, it's... That's so, the top of the list, Lee Bromby. Not really surprised. He's moved into the coaching team, though, with the, the under-18s, hasn't he? We're going to have uh, all our League One heroes are going to be... Andy Hughes will be back as a coach before long. But Lee Bromby is shattered into a thousand pieces. Yeah, it's better that he's not kicking the ball. Yeah. He can just talk, tell them about it. Yeah. Swing your leg a little bit. Well, I, I'd show you, but can't. <laughs> this is the crumpled heap. He's still got this morning and dancing on ice. And yeah. <laughs> can he skate? I can't Philip play Schofield. football, but I can dance. The Philip Schofield gag. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Right. Yes, because he looks like Philip Schofield. I understand. Sorry. Can you smell that? That's a bad smell. And that's the smell of Paul Connolly finally <laughs> departing Leeds United. I'd... Sort of always feel like I have to say he was never really that bad because I stuck to that sort of view for so long. But I was bang wrong, really, wasn't I? Yeah, he wasn't. Not League One. I quite liked him in League One. We didn't have him in League One. <laughs> 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 we no, no, better suited to League One. Where <laughs> <laughs> Jason Crow? No, Unless you've been watching Preston this year. No, yeah, the wh- white shirts. We're wondering why we're wearing black shorts yeah. all this season. Sam Sam Grayson's Grayson's manager. <laughs> Oh, Connolly's... Oh, M61, well, I thought you said... Oh, uh, M62. What a mistake a maker. Uh, yeah, so he's gone. Um, mm. he, he was banished by so many times, it seemed. Every every time we had a bad performance, it was like, Paul Connolly's never going to play again. Oh, here he is, he's back. David Sommer, uh, possibly a surprise, maybe not. What do you think? Nice. I mean, obviously, this, this is a quote directly from the website, that the club will continue to work closely with David Sommer on his rehab and the South African international will have the opportunity to join in pre-season training with a view to assessing his fitness. More rehab than Amy Whitehouse, I believe is the, uh, um, the cliche we're, we're going for. Probably if you didn't, the same end result. <laughs> if you didn't keep collapsing Lee Bromby style every time he came near a goal, because he scored. Yeah, Forrest, he? Forrest, yeah. And was that his only goal? I think it was his only goal. It was goal. the Warnock masterstroke as well, throwing him straight back in, when everyone yeah. was like, David Summers on the... What? Didn't and Rubio's just got off an aeroplane. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he's just cleared customs. Yeah, because if he could actually, you know, stay fit, he's a good player. And the fact that he comes back and scores, even while unfit, is to his credit. It's just a matter of whether... Maybe this new fitness coach, Don Goodman, John Goodman, 
<laughs> Not Don. Go give him to Don. Good God, no! Yeah, Paddy Kiznorbo, another one shattered into a thousand sharp little fragments. Still, he was playing for. Well, he didn't actually play much at Ipswich. I think he had a substitute yeah, appearance. Well, came on a bit. Yeah, played um, more of than he did for us. He's never, he's never going to get better and fitter, is he? That's the point with him. No, but I mean, Michael Dubry carried, he's, Michael Dubry's still playing. He's looking for a new club after Oxford to finally let no, him go. So. Playing. Yes. He's <laughs> carrying that big head of his around. <laughs> so if Dubry can still have a career, I'm sure Kisnorpa can get a game somewhere. Um, onto a man we mentioned a little bit earlier on, Paul Rahubka. He's, he's released. He's gone. We've set him free back into the wilderness. Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Paul Rahubka's favourite team, I think. Do you think he'll go there again? Every, t- every time I see him on the football league show, he makes a mistake, though. It's because he's, he's shit. Yeah, I think, that, I think he is, you know. How has, he, how has he got away with it for so long? Possibly in the same way that Habib Habibu managed to get a, a contract with us for a few months. A great signing. What a bizarre load of shite that was. And everyone knew it from day he one, had, didn't Well, they? he had dreadlocks. I mean, if, if something, you know, I'm not saying this only because Harry Redknapp happened to write the introduction to Neil Warnock's new book, did um, he? Yeah. Oh, what a... Everything, oh. everything you've... Does that ruined your evening? <laughs> That's even, oh, I, th- I thought I couldn't hate Warnock anymore. I think the quote <laughs> is something along the lines of, everything you need to know about being a football manager is in this book. I'm sure so, Pep Guardiola will uh, pick yeah. up a copy. Whether it, it, whether it includes if he, the... Uh, if he's uh, short on bog paper. So he, does, he's short of daffodil anecdotes. <laughs> so he's, he's always to pick a few up. I don't know if it'll include the details of how one ends up signing a player like Habib, Habibu, on loan, and whether there is any benefit that accrues to a person who has signed such a player and then maybe gives him a run out and then just quietly forgets him. So so the, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, that either Harry Redknapp or Neil Warnock would ever... Or Willie Mackay, for that matter. Or Willie Mackay, who I believe, I believe was involved. Players have in been there. signed on their YouTube videos before, but yeah. not really for... Chucking ducks around. I mean, d- there was a Duncan Castles did a bizarre question and answer thing on Wacko, and people were saying, you, you said we weren't signing Habibu, and then we did. And it, this does kind of stack up that we were initially going to buy him outright, then we didn't have the money, and he, we had him on trial, and he was shit. And then they went, oh, you can just have him on loan, and you only have to pay a few grand a week. And <laughs> then we took him. He's like, oh, he's cheap. Weird. So we basically knew, so we knew, we'd looked at him apparently, knew he was shit, but then they went, well, he is cheap. We've need gone. some uh, need some bodies in the in in the squad. We're a bit light up front since I sold our good striker. And uh, <laughs> he's he's got dreadlocks. He could be a bit of a cult hero on the terraces for a few months. Keep keep the peasants quiet. You might have been if he was good. I'll tell you what he did bring enthusiasm. He ran around an awful lot. Mm-hmm. He tweeted a lot. Very positive with his tweets as yeah. well. Um, if that's some- what you need. Someone positive in the dressing room, not like Becky. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what about them goals? You don't need them. No. <laughs> Talent and goals, bollocks. Not interested. Becky's bring bring humour and. Violence against waterfowl. Becky's Twitter feed does look quite positive now since we've arranged with my parole officer that I am allowed to read it. <laughs> he looks like he's having a lovely time walks along uh, the Norfolk beaches with his wife. Days out at, uh, was it the barn of fun? Is that the phrase <laughs> he used? Um, goes to fun barns with his kids on Sundays. Not much football though. Not much football, but he's having a fucking lovely life by the <laughs> looks of things. So let's wrap up the rest of them then. These are all sort of from the younger end of the spectrum. Monty Gimple at one stage was touted for being the, the future next future German captain. Yeah. The next big thing. Um, Sanchez Payne, a, a number of people. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to have seen anything of Sanchez Payne, mm-hmm. but a number of people, uh, particularly on Twitter expressed surprise that he was, uh, shown the door. Is that because they'd all like Michael had, um, topless shots of him sent to them on Facebook? I'll be honest, they weren't sent to me. I I discovered them. You sought them out. 
I went looking and I was not disappointed. Excellent. Patrick can tell me, he was one of the Portsmouth flock who came in mm. last summer. Uh, again, another bit of a punt, bit of a long shot. Didn't work out. Tara. Cheap. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Snodden, one of the Snodden clan. Yeah. Son of Ian, I believe. There's a bloke who buys the magazine off me who obviously knows his stuff about the youth team. And he told me about a year ago that the rest of the youth team were laughing at Monty Gimple because he was crap. And he got all this, he was in the papers and stuff as being touted as this great player. And they moved him from centre back to full back because he was too shit. Wasn't it that he uh, had a very good agent? Yeah, mm. effectively. That he just got lots of stuff in the paper. I don't think anyone, any big club was actually ever interested in him. No. Wasn't that that great photo of him in like a tough schoolboy uniform doing an overhead kick against a blue background, like a blue sky? Touting for a Nike sponsorship. Yes, essentially. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the, the big, possibly the greatest in out shake it all about transfer style news is of Sir Michael of Brown, who it was revealed by Phil Hay in the Evening Post that he'd activated an appearance-related extension clause in his contract, which has given him another 12 months. Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck it, this in the eye. Down with this sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> it's been, has it not been pointed out as well that he um, played every single game just about up until, let's say, mid-February, mm. um, when coincidentally the 25-game mark was passed, and then he basically was booted out of the team um, once he accrued enough appearances to get the contract. Yeah, it's it's it was bad enough when the takeover went through and then it was like, brilliant, a new dawn. By the way, Ken Bates is going to be your president. And then you, you finally sack Warnock. It's like, brilliant, a new dawn. By the way, I, uh, I sorted out Brownie with a new contract before we went into this little, uh, little arrangement, me and, uh, me, and uh, me and Mick. I call him Mick. Uh, <laughs> A little agreement we had because because uh, Paddy gets lonely. Paddy gets lonely up here. He's uh, he's a long way from a uh, long way from Halifax, where he's uh, where he's he's banned from all the nightclubs. But uh... <laughs> did, oh, I meant to tell you, but we weren't recording the podcast at this point. I met Paddy Kenny when I was at work. You did tell us. Did I? I was I was DJing in my job in Sheffield, and in walked Paddy Kenny, and I gave him a little cheeky lead salute, mm. and he looked at me and he went, bit your eyebrow off. Yeah, he looked at me and went, "Are you one of them?" Sort of thing. I was, yeah, yeah. Shh, don't mention it in here though. Because, well, in my other DJing job in Sheffield, it's quite frequent that we get to kick in out time at about 3.30 in the morning. And a, and a customary chant that we enjoy uh, in the venue is, we all hate lead scum, is often sung between the warring uh, Sheffield factions. What kind of flea pit do you just jockey in? A flea pit. Okay. Do you want, sure. What kind of flea pit does Paddy Kenny drink in? Any flea pit. The clue is in the question. <laughs> so, gents, uh, Michael Brown, in a word, Moscow. Fuck. Oddie. Shit. Can have another word. Michael. Yeah. Him. Can we hound him out? Yes. Probably. We are quite yeah. skilled at that. The problem is he probably won't play enough to be hounded. Mm. And he won't care. He's thick-skinned as well. Just laugh. He's, oh, they they don't know th- what a good player I am. He's not thick-skinned because mm. when they all turned up with the Michael Brown's masks. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. he didn't find that very funny. Michael Brown masks, rather, at the uh, at the Lorimer's Bar event. He took the arse with that and he wouldn't pose with them, would he? But that's it. He'll take the arse and he'll skulk off and he'll just be like... Well, I've got my new contract anyway. <laughs> I've seen that's how he talks. <laughs> like a baddie from a Disney film. Well, that's essentially what we've got in Michael Brown. And finally, in this section, let's wrap up the rest of the stuff that's happened. Uh, of course, West Yorkshire Police had uh, their appeal dismissed relating to the police cost charges. Uh, we've seen pro deals signed by Lewis Walters, Eric Grimes, Luke Parkin. Great name, Eric Grimes. Yeah, I'm glad about that. Alex, how do you pronounce this? Alex Mowit? Moffat? What's, how do you... We don't pronounce it Moffat. It's got no, no F's in it. in it. All right. Mount 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 Mount. Um, <laughs> he pronounced it Tim Smith. 
a reflection on the fact that um, Richard Naylor's done quite a good job then with these these youths that they're all getting signed up and the under-18s won the league. Uh, Ross Killock also signed a one-year extension. Polion came back and decimated Watford. Bromby, as we mentioned, started coaching with the under-18s. Here's one for you. Lorimer, Peter Lorimer, has left the board of directors and he's becoming the club's first football ambassador. Also joined by Dominic Matteo and Sir Eddie Gray. If we could stop him talking. <laughs> a non-speaking role is how I'd like to see Peter Lorimer be yes. employed. Well, he's quietly rewriting his own narrative a little bit, isn't Again? he? Again? When he's doing stuff. Yeah, like, well, you know, you've got to back the play, the manager and the chairman who are in and all the rest of it. So it'd be interesting. He's only see... following orders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that essentially what he's saying? That, that stood, up in, that stood up in Nuremberg. Go, Nure- go and live in South America, Peter. That's, that stood up in Nuremberg, didn't it? <laughs> We're <laughs> playing Nuremberg, aren't we? <laughs> 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 we are. There you go. Look I'm at looking that. Topical. Some of the headlines for that are going to be made. Nuremberg trials. Back of the EP. Oh, God. The, um, I'm wondering just, how many football ambassadors we're going to end up with at Leeds because we've had three. In, whenever whenever uh, things, like, there's a bit of shit news to bury, let's appoint a new one. Let's yeah, appoint, yeah. He won't get any work, just appoint a new football ambassador. There's enough ex players. David Batty, Leeds is a. Uh, 74th football ambassador. Nobody knows how to contact him and he's uh, he's not aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> Nor has he agreed to it. Anyway, Chris Dawson signs a new contract, the next big thing. Mm. Um, it's a very small yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, he, he can grow. Back to Sir Eddie Gray has been inducted into the F- National Football Museum Hall of Fame, which sounds great. It's where he should be. Well, not him himself shouldn't yeah. be in a museum, but he belongs in the company. Perhaps a waxwork. Um, and Sam Byram is in the England Under-20 World Cup squad. And Tom Lees is in the under twenty one uh, squad, which who are playing now. I think they're playing tonight. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, it's ridiculous them. that Byron isn't in the under twenty one squad because, given the proliferation of scum Chelsea youngsters who've never kicked a ball, who get in there, it seems completely unfair that the our player of the season, mm. the, the finest right back in the the championship, doesn't it's, get a look in. It's strange though because I was reading about. Um, because Tom Lees is in the, is going to be in the European Championships for the under twenty ones. Of Sam Byram is in the World Cup of the under twenties, and I read something that FIFA apparently regard the under twenties World Cup as second only to the actual World Cup. I mean, I, I didn't even know we had an under twenties team, but they do take it seriously elsewhere. Like yeah, Brazil and places like that. Yeah, so he may find himself being broken into by angry South Americans, but be good, <laughs> you know. Toughen him up a little bit. He struggled with his fitness last season, playing every single game. <laughs> and being better than everybody else. Yes. Final part of this, the first part of the two-parter, if that makes any sense to you. I don't podcast. know where we are. We're, we're, we're on this page. I this feel page. like I've had a worn-up team talk. <laughs> this page of the uh, of the prep sheet. Right, oh, okay. okay. Um, let's revisit our predictions from mm. the start of the season. I've actually got an appointment. I have to go. For a lobotomy? <laughs> yep, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, me, me and Michael have to be out somewhere. If ever you're in any doubt as to our talents and our judgment, let this be a lesson to you if you ever think we have half a clue about what we're talking <laughs> about because our predictions were absolutely bollocks this season. Uh, so let's go back through them. Um, where will we finish in the league? Uh, Michael, you said 10th. Fair guess. Not a bad guess there. Mm-hmm. Moscow, you said 13th. Yes, and I believe my rationale was that we were going to be exactly the same as the season before. In terms of points, we were. so Because te- we finished on the same points as 10th, so I was also right, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to allow allow that as my best one, because the rest <laughs> of uh, the predictions, they don't go so well. I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Had we gone a little bit differently in the season, or do you said 7th, you might have been right. <laughs> Possibly. I did say we'd be miles off playoff, yeah. which we were. So 
Which Technically, seven, I was seven, right. Which seventh isn't, though? In retrospect, I do wonder why you you said that and then went for seventh. Because I actually <laughs> said I was going to go for 13th, but you nicked my idea. I, ah, okay. I was going to be one better than oh, last season. Yeah, he's, that, he's right, he's right. Yeah. That whole you nicked my idea. When I was no, he's right. And he everyone is. knows there are no numbers between seven and 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's 10, but you had that. Um, and I, of course, predicted second or higher, which I stand by my prediction at the time, which was on a wave of optimism. Hugely misplaced optimism. I've learned my lesson. We do have to do this again next season. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And I I won't do it again. But actually, I will do it again because I already know I'm going to predict promotion. You fool. You fool. You'd think I'd learn, wouldn't you? 30-odd years of supporting Leeds United history and I still maintain an optimistic bone in my body. We haven't even been disappointed by the transfer window and already you're going for promotion. (laughs) This is true, yes. Let me uh, get this even wronger then. Uh, Okay, um... Player of the Year, we all said uh, Rudy Austin, didn't we? Mm. Probably because he looked like the only footballer in the squad. Maybe if he hadn't uh, broken his leg in 17 places and missed those three games, yeah, then um, he, he could have been. He, he was good the first, first half. Month, yeah, the first two months of the season, we were full of praise for him and then yeah. he was a bit shit. I counted up how many games he played. I think I put it in, um, I'll just reach, I always carry a copy of the most recent square ball um, so I can consult what I'd written. 57 weeks since 25th of March 2012 when the Norwegian season started. I made it, and I'm not even sure that I'm right. I counted it twice and got two different numbers. Um, 71 games of football, I think. And he still hasn't finished. He's playing for, he's gone off on tour with Jamaica again. Now, now pinging passes forward for that famous Jamaican, Jermaine Beckford. But yeah, 71 games in 57 weeks. And that includes like missing a couple of months with a broken leg. I'm going to, I'm going to say he played too much football. Yeah, me too. You would think that perhaps a rest at some point that is not injury inflicted would have yeah. been useful. If uh, if it hadn't been for that, we would all have been right about him being player of the year. Mm-hmm. As it was, yep. I did offer up an alternative though. You did. I, I did suspect that the as yet unsigned number nine might be player of the season. And Steve Morrison came close. Well, he is. Well, say. listen, yeah. he is a legend. So I was nearly right. I'm yeah. taking some credit for that. I think if if there would even been a suggestion that he was going to be named our player of the year. I would have bought a ticket for the Player of the Year ceremony and when he was handed the award, I would have walked up to him and I would have just knocked it out of his hands. <laughs> just saying. And then run off. No, no. I just, I just stayed. And if he picked it up, I would have kicked it out of his hands as he, as he leaned over. Why didn't you take it out of his hands and give it to Dan? <laughs> for me to drop it? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, young Player of the Year. Um, Michael, uh, you and I and Oddie all said Tom Lees. Seemed a fair shout. Which, this time last year, he was the only young player I knew of. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Him and A.D. White. Yes. Um, Mos- and A.D. White wasn't going to win. Moscow um, called this one absolutely on the money. There might not be one. We will not have any good young players. And how right you were. I don't think that Sam Byron... Sam Byron! <laughs> okay, so we got one. So I was, I was wrong by, by one. And under most <laughs> circumstances, if you're only one out, you're considered very, very close. I mean, you're already thinking you did well because you claimed we'd finish second or higher. Oddie reckons he's close to, uh, by saying we were going to finish seventh, that that was going to be A, miles off the playoffs, and B, is somehow close to 13th. So I think the fact that I, I was wrong about us having good young players by a factor of Sam Byram. By the way, we have I was, to, we I was have technically to, right. We have to mention Sam Byram and say what a fantastic season he had. I know we're, we're ripping the shit out of each other here, but it was, we have to go on record and say this because we haven't, because he was easily player and young player of the season, he was, wasn't he? Yes. He was quite literally the only good thing about this yeah. season. And we are quite desperate for him to stay. Yes. No. Please don't leave Sam. Oh, the, the endless cycle. It's awful. Um, right, top scorer. Um, Michael rather sensibly went for Ross McCormack, who saw the ball flying over his midget head for most of the season. 
um, or from his wing position. Would have been supplying, right. Supplying, would have been right. Yeah, yeah. If that had been for Warnock. Yeah. Moscow, you said Luciano Becchio. I believe I get uh, £10 from each of you. He Do, plays for Norwich. Yeah, yeah. so does that Not count? Still Leeds United's top scorer, though. He scored more goals for Leeds United than any other player this season. Mm, they don't get struck player. from the record. We'd have been relegated if they just got he's struck from the record. Oh, he may be dead to you, but he's not <laughs> dead to me. And if he is dead, I've, I've got, um, I know where these, the plot's picked out and I can go Pants on or pants off. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of brambles in your in that cemetery. Um, Necrophilia again. Oddie, you said Luke Varney and I apparently said, good one, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. good one, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good well, well, today. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah. sarcastic. It, didn't he end up as the top scorer remaining in the squad? Uh, McCormack? Uh, only by cheating. And if you... If that you, glorious day against Sheffield Wednesday. If you want to... I take no uh, pleasure in it, really. How horribly misguided we are and were. Um, I said number nine. I said the person I'll, who... I'll allow you to add Jerome Thomas's goals to <laughs> Morrison's accumulative effort. If you want. And still not win. I said the person who comes in at number nine will be our top scorer, but that was based on us being taken over by somebody with money yeah. and us buying some footballers. I think it says a lot about the optimistic state of the beginning of the season that we assumed we'd sign a number nine at some point before Yeah, and before it'd be February. Any good for that matter. Yeah. It's not. It's not a massive punt to assume your number nine might feature quite highly on goals scored and therefore player of the season type mm. rankings. But didn't happen, did it? Will Warnock still be here at the end of the season? We all said yes, apart from me. Bang on. Uh, Moscow <laughs> did say he won't be here at the start of next season, which was yeah. correct. But Michael, you did say no. You are correct. So brownie points to you. I smelt payoff. I suspected he was going to get like some get through the season, and we'll give you a bag of money kind of deal. We are oh, fucking hell. Um, who will win the league? This is where it gets good. <laughs> you see, we're not actually, I would defend us a little bit on Leeds United. We weren't, we didn't disgrace ourselves with, with any of that. It's all right. I had the top scorer correctly. Me and Michael had the points finish and, and place finishes. We'd have been Except right about Austin if we weren't wrong. We were fine. <laughs> Sam, no, Byron, Sam Byron took everyone by surprise. Yeah, came from nowhere. Even the club didn't know that he was no. on the books. I, I think they probably only started paying him around November when they realised that there were no checks going his way and that nobody was cleaning the bogs. Well, you called this one early, Moscow, uh, when, mm. we, when we posed this question. You were straight in there with Wolves. Yeah. And that, that panned out well. Well, the, see, the thing that drew me to uh, Starbacken as a manager was uh, he was bald, bald head, glasses, and a very sort of forward, sort of scientific demeanour. And um, I back that, and I don't see how it could possibly have gone wrong. What about Dean Saunders? Dean, well, Dean Saunders is just um, a fucking maniac, as far as I can tell. That Well, we discussed on the pod, I'm sure, last time about his whole, uh, if you were plucked from the audience at Lords and said, do you want to go out and, and open up the batting for England, even though you can't? you've never played cricket in your life, you'd, you'd have to go and try. But then once you opened the gate, you'd realise that it was a stupid thing to do because you're not a cricketer. And that was like one of his motivational... The right, guy is just right, an absolute dude. mentalist yeah. from, uh, from, from way expect, back. Expect him to lead the coaching at St. George's Park anyway. Uh, Michael, you agreed with Moscow's assertion. Did, yeah, that it seemed, it were... seemed, no, they had a strong squad. They, were, um, they just turned down a £12 million bid for Stephen Fletcher. Great business, great business. It seemed like they had probably money to spend... A club on the, a club on the up because they're redeveloping their stadium. Well, they could bounce back there. The parachute payments. Oddie, you said you had no idea, quite rightly, and then you simply said not us, which was a bit mm. of a cop out, but you were correct. I'll take that. No cop out from you though, Dan. Was that? Oh, Who did you say? <laughs> well, I was a little bit baffled by the time I came round because I was the last one in this set of predictions, and I just went for Wolves as You're well. Trying to fit in, weren't you? Yeah. 
I just wanted acceptance. Trying to fit in with the other boys. Did, yeah. Speaking of wolves, did any of you check out the um, Polion tweets that um, I I put I saw today? That he was attacked in a park by wolves. I don't, I don't think it was actual wolves. It was well, he was out with his dog and um, some wolf-like dogs. He's pretty. I've just looked up the tweets. He had a traumatic experience. And Watford fans pay attention. He had a traumatic experience in the park with my dog. Two wolves, not wolf-like creatures, wolves, come running towards us from a distance and the owner took sweet time to come. But my dogs had things on lock. Growl. <laughs> I don't see why that's funny. His dogs had things on lock. They're faced with wolves. They had things on lock. Uh, they were growling up the place because um, <laughs> they didn't come to play and they were letting the wolves uh, that there are no levels to this shit, which is a hashtag. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar, and then it's followed by a, a smiley face, which is wearing sunglasses. So he's had quite an exciting day as Dom. And then actually, if you so we've forgotten look, to give him his medication. There's him. a there's a picture of him with his dog. There you Oh, and it is a yeah. Dom's wearing headphones. The dog's not wearing headphones, which is a shame because I like a dog in headphones. It's always <laughs> it's always a good laugh. It's always Sharon always uh, whenever uh, whenever in the paper there's a uh, there's a, pho- a photograph of a of a dog. It's often, uh, it'll often be quite a, a dangerous, uh, dangerous dog, but they put them in headphones to kind of make them, uh, you know, make, to make them look a little bit softer because they get a bad reputation dog sometimes, like uh, <laughs> a little bit like, uh, like Brownie. People you think he's, medication uh, done. People, yeah. th- people think he's all, he's all growl and, uh, growl and a little bit of dog in, uh, in midfield, but, uh, that's actually, that's McCormack's line, wasn't it? About, was it green? He brought a little bit of dog in midfield. That's a highlight of the season. Bit of dogging. Just dog. Right, a yeah. little bit of dog in anyway, midfield. Anyway, back to our, Shite prediction, yeah. Wolves. The wolves. Who else loose. is going up right now? Rather interestingly, Michael, you said Cardiff and Wolves. So not only wolves did you definitely goals going up twice. Not, not only did you predict that Wolves, <laughs> Wolves would Wolves would go up, having won the league. Yeah, at least they got fucking one right. <laughs> they would. They would also go up along with themselves <laughs> through the playoffs. The wolves reserves. You were correct. <laughs> you were correct about Cardiff. Yes, you? in your faces, are you? <laughs> Moscow, you said Birmingham and Watford, so you were, you were almost right in terms of Watford. You came yeah. close. Why did I think Lee Clark was going to do well? <laughs> I've no idea. It just defies logic. Oddie, you declared that you weren't bothered <laughs> at this point. It wasn't going to be us, it's, it's, so I wasn't It had been well. a long day at that point, I think, hadn't yeah. it? And yeah. apparently I said, us, Wolves and Birmingham will go up. Were we the highest finisher out of those three? <laughs> yes. <laughs> were you had as a second or higher That's in how your... That's uh, your prediction was. Your prediction. I meant the top half, the top uh, bottom half of the league. That's what I meant. <laughs> going down, down, down... Michael, you said Barnsley, nearly right. Peterborough yeah. were right. Millwall, and Millwall could have been but right. these Close. were all these were all clubs you wanted to go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all, and they all could have gone down on the last day. Yeah. So I was fairly close. Yeah. God, it was exciting, wasn't it? Moscow, you said Peterborough. Hey. Well done. In your Sheffield, face, down Sheffield Wednesday. Wife. Again, they ran you close. Um, mm. And Blackpool, who were worse than I thought they were going to be. Possibly my view skewed by the 5 0. Mickey Apples, uh, wasn't it? Nah. Okay. And now they've got Paul Inter's manager, so yeah, put a sneaky quid on them going down next season. Mm. Oddie, you said Huddersfield, not far off. Uh, Millwall, again, not far off. And this one was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Good call. Hull. Mm. <laughs> that was wishful thinking. Again, one, though, though, it was another, it was another yeah. wants to go down, isn't it? Because I think you'd stopped caring by that point. On the final day when, all, when we just scored and all the Hull players were gathered around that screen and they were, knew they were going up. Part of me did think, can we just score two own goals now? Just, yeah. to watch their, just to watch their faces drop. Yeah, quick, quick, Watford, come on. We'll let you score. Just get two. See, we, see we their, know uh, we've won. We've got a moral victory, but we'll yeah. let you go up just because it'll be funny. See their manager's face drop. 
And then I said, Blackburn, again, not a million miles away, because they went... You were on the, the Venkies thing, weren't you? Hurtling towards disaster. Mm. Forest, again, they weren't great, but then they put the little Poison Dwarf back in charge, didn't they? And he's quite good in this league. And then but, Ipswich... But well. just fell short. <laughs> hey! And Ipswich, who again were hurtling before uh, Mickey M, Mick McCarthy, yeah. stepped into the uh, into the breach. And what a turnaround that was. But um, I, I'm still taking credit for that. Uh, so we, we weren't terribly wrong, apart from Hull and... Yeah. yeah, most most of them. <laughs> and finally, when will Juf and Colin fall out? We all agreed it would be soon and it never happened. It didn't. No, they're probably still great mates. Into the wrap-up, stuff that happened in the season that we didn't see coming. Most of it, judging by the predictions. Robbie Rogers retires, becomes gay, unretires. What a what a soap opera, Stays what a gay. story. <laughs> You've not knocked that on the head yet. <laughs> Change your mind, coming back to football. <laughs> Actually, I, I loved it at Stevenage and... Uh, no, it's fair enough. If he's if he's decided he he wants to uh, play football and be a, an ambassador again and have rednecks yelling at him, I suppose rednecks don't go to see soccer, do they? So no. he'll be all right. That, um, yeah, driving in circles. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll move over, um, become the. But first. He's now safely back in the bosom of LA, isn't he? Yeah, he'll be he'll be all right. Will he's uh, like that, will he? he's pinging um, pinging balls at Robbie Keane of. Uh, he's pinging no. <laughs> Not like that. Come on. Have a, it's juvenile. A little bit of maturity. I thank you. About a man's sexuality. So that's, you know, so Robbie Rogers will be all right. We've already mentioned Sam Byram. No one saw it. No one saw that coming. <laughs> Almost this, as big a shot. At this point last year, had any of us actually heard of him? No. Be- besides no. being maybe one of those names on Football Manager that you release after about a season. Because <laughs> the, the biggest com- comparison is with Gary Kelly, who just appeared at right back and played all season. But even he'd made like... Substitute appearances in the League Cup and Scunthorpe at home. Exactly, and we, and we on were the good right at that wing. point as well, so it wouldn't have been surprising for us to have a good youngster. No. Because it would have been it's, maybe a difficulty to get into the team that was sort of mid to top end Premiership team. We'd seen how good Rob Bowman was and we were just waiting for the next one. <laughs> nobody expected Chris Kirkland, certainly wouldn't have predicted uh, Leeds' performance at Hillsborough at the start of the season. Nobody. Could we say that was entirely unexpected? Was it complete surprise? I suppose. Punching a keeper was... He didn't punch him, he he, he shoved him. Yeah. shoved him hard. Sounds better to say punch though, doesn't it? Drunken Leeds fans, no surprise. No, that's no, true. That's true. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm surprised we still have no money. We we got taken over big style, didn't we? Yeah. And then turned out we got surprised taken Ken over. Surprised Ken lasted as long as he did. Well, technically he's still here. Full stop. Yeah. He's Breathing still here wise. for another 20 odd days. Technically. Yeah. And then another three years. We'll discuss this tomorrow. We will. Shall we Shall we stay here overnight and just, just crack on or shall we go home and sleep and feed? When you say crack on, <laughs> is that street slang for something that I should know about? Pants on or pants off? Hey. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this one up then. Loads more to come in part two of this uh, podcast where we'll do the Ken Bates villain of the season. We will talk about our kit and what a kit it is. Fuck that. And this, and we, Michael Brown. And we will also talk about GFH. We will talk about season tickets, always a favourite of ours, and gold memberships and things like that. Gold member. Uh, we'll do all that tomorrow, shall we, gents? Go on, then. Suppose. We'll sign off now. And, We're going to start doing this podcast. After having done our fortnightly podcast once every three months, we're going to start doing it daily <laughs> <laughs> now that the football season's ended. And don't say you're not grateful. We're going to shoot off now. We will return tomorrow uh, and we will look forward to speaking to you then. Are we actually releasing these as two pods then? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, in- enjoy this one. Uh, <laughs> hope you've enjoyed it. Please come back again. So it's bye from me. Bye from Michael. Bye bye. And Moscow White. It's not goodbye. It's au revoir. And Oddie. Goodbye. We'll speak to you again very, very soon indeed. Bye-bye. The Squareball Podcast. 
supported by thegelderdan.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.